someone understands the transcendental nature of Krishna's appearance and activities, then upon leaving their body, they don't go back, they don't come back for rebirth. They go back to Krishna. This is the wonderful thing. So we should understand very clearly how Krishna's appearance is transcendental. Because the atheist and demon to say Krishna was born like anybody else. But there's so many differences here. His mother was a transcendental personality. When he came, he showed the Vishnu form, all these different things. The scriptures explain he's coming in a transcendental form, coming from the heart of Devaki to the womb and then coming. Prabhupada explains, those who are not in full knowledge that the appearance and disappearance of the Lord are transcendental, Janma, Karma, Chanayam, are sometimes surprised that the Supreme Personality God can take birth like an ordinary child. Actually, however, the Lord's birth is never ordinary. The Supreme Personality of God is already situated in the core of everyone's heart, the Santayami, the Super Soul. Thus, because he was present in full potency in Devaki's heart, he was also able to appear outside the body. One of the twelve great personalities is Vishma Deva. Bhagavad Gita 
As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord is Aja unborn, and He is the supreme controller of everything. Nonetheless, He appeared as a child of Devaki. This verse describes the inconceivable potency of the Lord, who appeared like the full moon. Understanding the special significance of the appearance of the Supreme Lord, one should never regard Him as having taken birth like an ordinary child. Vasudev saw the son of Kirgo Shankar Chakra Gada Padma. Marko Srivatsa on his chest, Kastuba jewel around his neck, dressed in yellow garments, body blackish like a dense cloud, hair scattered, fully grown. How many babies are born with fully grown hair? How many earrings sparkling and commonly? How many babies are born with helmet and earrings? He was wearing earrings with the valuable gem by Durya. He had belt, armlets, bangles, and other ornaments. He appeared just like the Vishnu form. This is the last night which appeared in midnight in the prison house. And now this morning, Jasoda and Nanda Maharaj, they woke up to find they have a new baby son, Krishna. They think that Krishna is their son. They don't know at this point that he's a stepson. So the Nanda Maharaj is rejoicing He's giving a big charity, big feast for everyone. Today is called Nanda Mahotsav Day, the festival of Nanda Maharaj. Because he's rejoicing. He's a king, and if he has the son, then it's a big uh, matter for everyone. If any child would have been a matter for rejoicing, especially since uh, he needed a son as an heir for the throne, it was something very important. So he's feeling so transcendentally happy and he's uh, giving profuse charity and he's feeding all the people. Big feast today. So one of the tapasis we have to do today is have a feast. How many of you are prepared to take this austerity? Our feasting and fasting in Krishna consciousness is all the same. Sometimes we're fasting, sometimes we're feasting. Everything we do is only for the service of Krishna. We don't fast for other things, we don't feast for other things. Someone offers us a big feast of prohibited items, we won't be interested. We want only Krishna Prasad. There's a where the devotee is not tell everything in Krishna's service. We feast, we fast, sometimes people that are fasting for losing weight. You read in the newspaper, especially in Singapore, so many swimming uh, programs are there. Even people are dying, trying to lose weight because of some fault in the 
And here we are fasting for the pleasure of Krishna. And we are feasting also for the pleasure of Krishna. Nanda Maharaj is offering the feast to all his friends. Krishna has appeared, but rejoiced. If someone said, no, I don't want to eat your feast, he would feel offended. How many of you want to offend uh, Nanda Maharaj? To have him today. So, Prabhupada, he was so merciful that he appeared on his day. Actually, he was such a, he's such a great devotee, he went out of here and Krishna the master. But, out of respect, he delayed one day to appear today. So today we simultaneously have Yas Puja and Krishna. Prabhupada appeared in the holy day of Vanda Mohutsa, festival of Krishna's day after Krishna's appearance. It's a little more austere for Prabhupada's followers, it is in the morning. Normally we're taking breakfast. And then the ones that are But because it's Prabhupada's appearance, they were supposed to take just one grain or something to break the fast and then fast for Prabhupada. Then afternoon, in the afternoon, we take the feast. So the Prabhupada, because he's appeared devotee of the Lord, his appearance. And the activities are also special. It's not exactly understandable and how the Lord sends his devotee into this world in order to spread the holy message around. So the life is the one of preparation. It's like when Prabhupada was a little child, he saw his father was a devotee worshipping Radha Krishna, he also wanted to worship. He asked, Can I have my own deities? So, my children are playing, he's having his own deities and he's worshipping, that's his play. Five years of age, he has his own deity, he dressed the deity, playing everything, playing deity worship. This type of Characteristic when the children like to spontaneously worship Krishna, chant Krishna's holy name, and all these things. This is a special sign of someone who was a devotee in a previous life, who has a tendency naturally to worship the Lord. It's customary when a child is born to do an astrological. This happened also with uh, Krishna, Nanda Maharaj and Raghavani do his chart, do his astrology prediction. So Nanda Maharaj said, I mean Raghavani, he could see that he's uh, got the same symptoms as Narayan, but he can't tell Nanda Maharaj's son is Narayan. 
Although you realize that he said your son has got the qualities of a He's going to do wonderful things. Later when Krishna lifted the Govardhan hill, then all the Calvary boys said, Looking, your son has always done amazing things. You tell us that it's anyway, it was just some accident. But this time we saw him lift up a whole mountain. This is not ordinary activity that anybody can do. So how is it possible that, who is your son, tell us? So then he revealed that Gargamuni told me at the time of his birth that my son has got the powers of Narayana. That's why he can do wonderful things. So then the people got said, okay. But still in their mind, because they are all seeing Krishna as their nephew, as their village boy, they're seeing him in a very simple way. So, they think that he's a human being, but he's got the power of mind. And he's been empowered like a Shaktavish. This is the, how the Rajavasis, they always say Krishna, they don't say Krishna is God. We are given all this secret information, they were not aware of all these things. Scripture are telling us, we know Krishna is God, but for the Rajavasis, if everyone knows he is God, then his uh, pastime will be very inhibited. He's coming down to play with all his uh, friends. Like the ordinary person plays, he also has his transcendental play with the children. So he wants to enjoy those pastimes. Everyone thinks he's God. Nobody will ever be afraid to play with him. So this putting people in a kind of illusion where they forget he's God and they just love him according to some relationship. That's called Yoga Maya. So the pure devotees, when they appear, it's also Yoga Maya protects them. We also observe the Vyasa Puja because Guru is representing the previous Acharyas. Krishna is the original Guru. And his incarnation to give Vedic knowledge to humanity is Vyasadeva. Vyasadeva has given us the Vedas by writing them down. Previously, the Vedas were spoken. And everyone could remember. They had such good memories. Things were very peaceful, no pollution. Very regulated. Now, last night I was coming by, and one lady was trying to break into her car. I hope it was in her car. She said she left her keys inside the car. We can't even remember to take our keys. So many things we, 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 we read something, we can't remember everything. 
certain percentage we forget. Every day we forget more and more. That's why we need to read every day Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya to refresh our memory. So many details get lost. So we need to regularly read, refresh our memory, the things become relevant. So that's why the books needed to be written down. We can refer to it. Sometimes people ask me questions. They don't have the book handy. And they give their own interpretation of what the book said. I said, bring the book and it'll turn out the book says something different. This is the problem. So, Yasadeen wrote the Vedas down, he's in Krishna's incarnation. So, the Guru is living the Vedas. Says that what is the definition of an Acharya? Someone who knows the Vedas, who lives by the Vedas, practices the Vedas, and teaches the Vedas. To know them, practice them, have to teach them. Who does this is an Acharya. So whatever the Acharya is teaching, that's based on the Vedas. Books are the basis. Because the books are the basis, Vyasadeva wrote down the books and means Krishna. Therefore, Guru is considered a representative of Vyasadeva. We can experience Yasdeva from the books, which are his written experience, written representation, and from the bona fide Guru, who is practicing what the books say. Because we are personalists, we believe in the persons. Krishna is eternal and his devotees are eternal. So every person has got some speciality. We don't like to minimize that. So on the appearance day of the Guru, the day he entered into this world, that day we respect that's the Vyasa Puja. So today is a double festival. Nandamotsa Vyas Puja. For this Vyas Puja festival, we simultaneously offer the prasadam to Krishna and to Guru. So today we are worshipping the Guru as also a representation of Krishna. Representing Vyasa. So for us in this country, Kachita Prabhupada is our founder, Acharya, he's the Acharya Pratishtita. He's the one who's uh, given us this knowledge. Actually, the knowledge has been handed down to the disciple succession to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He established the Gauriyamat. But after his departure, the Gauriyamat broke up. He was fighting in the courts. So much fighting, 
And so Prabhupada said that they stopped to follow the basic principles that he was teaching to some degrees. Seeing that he wanted to have an institution which was dedicated to carrying on the message and the mission of the previous Acharyas without changing. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasin Thakura never established any Acharya. He never established the head of the institution. He had made a committee, a governing body, a kind of spiritual parliament that would, or board of directors, that would manage the center, that manage the institution. After he left, after some years, the previous Lerodian Mate stopped the governing body and decided to make one head. The head was a little more reactive, dynamic than the governing body. It's true in this time, sometimes the decisions take a while to get made. Considerations for the annual meeting has to be discussed. Sometimes it takes years to get decided. That's the disadvantage, but the advantage is that we're following the group and we're cautious. When a decision is made, usually it's after a lot of deliberation and there's a consensus among most other people. This is the way that it should be. This is what Prabhupada wanted. The Gauriya Matavan Acharya that they appointed he was sannyasi, he ended up getting married and running off with a woman. And so you can imagine the whole institution, he's the head, it collapsed. There was more fighting then. So maybe uh, the previous, uh, obviously, Shrakti Siddhanta said, Thakur, foresee that these things should happen. Because you are. Individuals are not so strong together as a group, we are stronger. So like this, there are many things that Prabhupada did to preserve what Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasin Thakur had instructed. That's why we respect all the glory and love and everything, but we personally believe the Iskand is embodying more of what Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasri Thakur wanted. Not superficially, but realistically. Prabhupada, he also, because he visited around the whole world and he knew what was the situation in the world, he adapted things for the modern age. So therefore, he founded a new society. And we take him as a maximum authority. So why do we should do this one? So everybody says the bhakti about the Lord Thakur said that the Guru who founds a branch of Chaitanya's tree, that Guru is known as a Asharya, at least the Ani Guru in the branch. He should be accepted as 
instructing Guru for everyone. Siksha Guru. Principle Siksha Guru. Not only ordinary Siksha but the principle. Even though my Diksha Parampara, many of you are the most of you except for Maharaj and maybe one or two others, I don't know if anyone else. The grand disciple of Ashtar Prabhupada. At the same time, all of you are thinking that teachings of Prabhupada. He is your Siksha Guru. Everyone should study Prabhupada's teachings. Learn it with the help of their Diksha Guru and other Diksha Gurus. And become thoroughly Prabhupada conscious. What do you think, Maharaj? In this time, we want everyone before. There are so many books now coming from different sources. Which eventually are maybe useful for us to read, but first we should thoroughly understand Prabhupada's books. And once we read Prabhupada's books thoroughly and got a full understanding what was Prabhupada's mood, what was his teachings, then we can add to that some other sources which he has authorized. What you gain is not just a deity. Now we're seeing Prabhupada like a deity. But he was uh, a person living in this world who acted in certain ways. And we have his life written down in books like the Nilamita. We have some of his activities here in Malaysia and the Malaysian. I forget what you call that book, but there's Revelation, Biography of Robert Visits. Huh? Robot Malaysia. Robot in Malaysia. So we can get some information. How did Robot deal? How did he act? He was such a perfect uh, gentleman in all his dealings. He was soft like a rose. But when it became some issue, a principle regarding Krishna, then he could be very harsh, very harsh but very strong. Like a lion. Not to compromise. Somebody gives some bogus philosophy, Krishna is like an ordinary person, he won't tolerate it. Krishna is It's a very special experience. 
Eso es real fire. We need that in this world. Krishna is coming once in a day of Brahma. We don't get to see Krishna all the time. So next best we see Krishna's dear devotees. That association the spirit and the spirit of bodies are also under the protection of Krishna's eternal moments. Just like Devaki was under that potency, so depending degree, here the body is also representing that internal potency. We know they are not God. Guru is not God. He's devotee of God. But because he is a pure devotee, he is an external manifestation. God is working through him. You can hear how many devotees uh, they came in contact with Brahma, how many people, and he left a lifelong impression. Was someone who had no doubts, he thoroughly understood the scripture, he had no doubts about the conclusion. So, when you have association with someone like that who is fully realized, then it clears away all the doubts. Very easy. He is coming in the line of the siblings' succession. He said in May 27, 28, to Vrindavan in 1977. He also wanted to have spiritual grandchildren. He wanted his disciples to initiate the Then his disciples would initiate the bodies and they would be the disciples of his disciples, his grand disciples. Prabhupada also wanted the Guru Parampara to continue his. This was his uh, desire. Some people present other theories, but this is very clear. Throughout all of his books and all of his teachings, he has expressed this. That the principle of Guru Parampara is in the presence of the Guru that disciples try to bring that. The body is to the Guru. See, unless the Guru has given some special different uh, instruction, it's the normal etiquette. But in the absence of the Guru, when he leaves the world, then the disciples have the right to also initiate. Is there a quality? It's kind of we have some local review boards who verify if somebody is qualified or not, person. Nobody has any objection. Then that person is accepted as a good. They have the right, simply want to know if they are qualified. Local people should know better. 
That's Mercy Street. So Prabhupada had already given instruction, all his disciples should be good. He said he wants everyone to be qualified in April in uh, 1977. It's a simple thing. Just repeat what the previous guru has said. It's not a difficult thing, simple thing to be guru, but simply one has to be qualified not to add any speculation, to change anything, to present the philosophy as it is. We can see that Srila Prabhupada was a liberated personality, but he presented himself very humbly to be an example for others. In 1968, he wrote, I am not claiming the Guru should be a liberated soul. There are two kinds of liberated soul. One is who is liberated by Narada Muni, he is definitely liberated by a transcendental body. The other kind of Guru is liberated by following the liberated Guru. So, like, uh, so the Prophet said, I'm, my Guru was liberated, so what is the Vandasaya Chakra? I'm following you. So I claim to liberate by following He followed so perfectly, we can see he became fully liberated. So, we're also trying to follow Shri Prabhupada in the sky. That's our only claim. We're not claiming. We shouldn't claim that we are all liberated like Narada Muni, but we are not. We can claim liberation if we follow Prabhupada. So how will we follow Prabhupada if we don't know his teachings? We should thoroughly learn from Prabhupada's representatives and read his books. visit all over the world, he'd be like almost like a guest. I mean, it was his institution, he came. But he didn't get so much involved in the local management. He left that to the local GBCs, the temple president. Only if something was very obviously wrong, he would come in there. When Shri Prabhupada visited Mayapur, this was his own uh, temple, he was paying for it. was his own personal project. So for us, he would always come in. First day he would come, it would all be in praise, and oh, everything's so nice, and thank you very much. After about 24 to 48 hours, the mood would change. Then he started picking out what are the defects to instruct us how to do things in the right way. Say we're walking from morning walk, tap is running, drip, 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 water is falling. It's a who is responsible? Why Krishna's water is being wasted? Today, in all the, the world summit is going on for the sustainable development of the world. And they say one of the big shortages the world is facing is water. As the population is increasing, Many parts of the world there's inadequate water supply. We have to conserve water. Prabhupada was so conscious he was dripping. Few drops are being wasted, he said, why are you wasting Krishna's energy? 
See, the whole world can be ecological. All the rich nations put their fighting, the rich nations, they don't want to sacrifice because the economy will suffer. They're telling the poor nation they don't cut your forest because it will harm them. Global warming. But they don't want to cut their exhaust fumes. So it's creating a big problem in the world today. Whether we'll have a world which is sustainable in the future.
He doesn't know you don't wear shoes, doesn't have all these things you don't know. But he came to offer some service. So Prabhupada, out of all the things he picked out, what is the good thing? He has good service attitude. He came to do some seva. Maybe he didn't know all the etiquette and everything, but his purpose was just to serve. So that's the thing Prabhupada picked out. Prabhupada would find a little spark in every person where they want to serve Krishna and he'd fan that spark. And that person would get so enlightened that the spark would become like a burning fire. They become fired up to serve Krishna, enthusiastic to serve Krishna. We can somehow try to follow in Prabhupada's footsteps to encourage the people that we come in contact to serve Krishna, whatever they do, they do. They do anything. That's also glorious. Because most people they do zero for Krishna. Right? How many people serve God? Everyone's worrying about how to uh, serve their own senses. No time, no time, no time. That's the mantra. No time for Krishna. No time to chant, to study, and to work. Everything for sense gratification. No time for Krishna. They don't know that Krishna is their real self-interest. They're missing out. So somebody is giving some time. And then the student is chanting one round. That's very glorious. Something that we doing four hours better. Some students doing 16 rounds. Super. They're side by side seeing their material education and their spiritual development. So like this, Prabhupada would appreciate everyone according to something they're doing or they appreciate. You can imagine if someone did something very glorious, then he would be so much happy. When they brought Prabhupada the books that they published in the DBT every year in Mayapur and come to Gwarpuri, when they bring a stack of books, when Prabhupada saw that how these books, he said, This is so pleasing to my spiritual master. He wanted so much that the books should be published in the different languages. Sometimes he would just he would start crying. Tears would be pouring from his eyes. So happy to see these books. And he commented that when he hears the book scores, how many books are being distributed that also gave him life. Very lively to him that people are taking the books. He liked to hear the reports. How the preaching is going on. That's why, for the pleasure of Shri Prabhupada, also we have the congregational preaching newsletter now, so we can read the Prabhupada the regular reports. How the congregational preaching is going. Where's our temple president? Who's in charge of the program today? I've been all talking about Prabhupada Limited, but 
buildings, arena. So then the property came in the room and then he was, okay, now you now finally we got the, the color ticket up because we have to die this coating, uh, charger, everything. Hang it up. Now we figured out the mix more than the light color like this again, or but the blue reddish, that pink is more reddish than yellow. So, at one time the Gargamuni, he purchased some Mercedes-Benz small micro-Benz. In Germany, he brought them overland to India. Then he was doing library party with Prabhupada Swami. was one of his uh, library party leaders. And he had uh, maybe six bands, I think. Six or three, I think six actually. He sent a six party, Ilavati, who became later Bhakti Vikas Swami. All they were doing library party, whatever. Pretty tough people at that time were under Gargamuni. Later became top people, but they were when Sikha promoted, they were all going out and you know this was pleasing to Prabhupada. They had to go and speak to the librarians, convince them to buy the whole set. This way they are putting all the libraries around India, Bangladesh, Nepal, Sri Lanka, different places of print. So they brought these vans over. So that time Hansaluta, he had one big pass. He was doing a traveling festival party. So Gargamoni had all his bands lined up for the book distribution. And then Hansa had his one big bus. So then Rapa told us, no, I think that Gargamoni has defeated me. He's expanded more. So sometimes Prabhupada reduced a little this. Brotherly competition to inspire. Before Hansaluta was doing this, that's the part that was the big thing. Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.